Hey, Camp Kids. Welcome back to the Camp Kids podcast. Today, you're going to meet one of my friends that goes by the name of Abe. And Abe has been all over the country working at a variety of different camps. Now, I met Abe back in 2014 when I visited her home camp which happened to be the first time that I was traveling away from my home camp. She made me feel oh so welcome, and I had a great experience with her up there, and I've had a chance to reconnect with her recently to talk about all of her different camp experiences. I think you're going to be blown away by all of the different places that she's been able to work at and hear her awesome stories about her new camp out in San Diego. So without further ado, let's hear from Abe. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Oh, man. Let's see. So I started going to Girl Scout camp at Camp Sacagawea in Boone, Iowa when I was, I think, either six or seven. I know I started as soon as I was a daisy, and I went to, like, mom and me camps and troop camps. And then throughout elementary school, I eventually went to camp on my own with some um, girls from my Girl Scout troop. And then when I was closer to high school, I started just going to camp sessions by myself. When I turned 15, I applied to work at camp, the same camp. And I started out on kitchen staff. And then I went from like kitchen staff to junior counselor, to lifeguard, to sports and nature director, to pool director, to business manager, to assistant camp director for two summers. And then after all of that, I decided it was time to branch out and try going to a new camp. And so in 2015, and so we did a summer in Louisiana, 2016, I went out to um, Western Pennsylvania and did camp directing out there. And then 2017, I went to a private camp in Minnesota, which was a completely different experience, was super cool. Um, I was the division director there, so I was in charge of the upper elementary and middle school cabins. I absolutely loved it. It was super cool, a completely different experience than Girl Scout camp. And then 2018, went back to Girl Scout camp in Montana and Wyoming, worked at three different camps within that one council, so we did like three weeks in Montana, three weeks in Wyoming, and then three more weeks in Montana, but in a different location. And then from 2019 through actually 2023 summer, I will be the assistant camp director out at Girl Scout San Diego. Like I said, I've been there for going on. This will be summer number five, and it's been a great experience. In 2020, we were virtual program coordinators instead of actual camp counselors, which you know, computer camp. Everybody loves doing computer camp. I guess I also like went to church camp from like fourth grade to graduating high school, went to church camp. So I've had a lot of different camp experience and been almost all over the U.S. I've been like lifeguard certified for 18 years. I've been a ropes course certified for almost 10 years, if not more. I was a healthcare supervisor for a hot second. So that was pretty interesting. Small craft certified so I can do canoeing and kayaking and all those fun things. i been an honorary barn staff before. So yeah, a little bit of everything and a little bit of all over. <laughs> I had no idea you had gone to all of those different places <laughs> and all of those different camps. Holy yeah. macaroni. That's amazing. Oh my god. A gosh. lot of miles were put on cars. <laughs> yes. But that just widens your experience so much. I mean, you can take things from everywhere that you've been and just have incredible experiences at where you're at right now. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. You have been in camp for your entire life. 
it sounds like. <laughs> Literally more than half of my life, if not, like you said, almost all of it. So. Wow. Yes. That's incredible. Well, I know your camp name, Aid, but I would like for you to share with our listeners, how did you come about getting that camp name? Is there a story behind your camp name? So when I started working at camp in 2005, I did not have a camp name when I got to camp. And so the camp director said, you know what? We'll just call you Abe for now. I went to um, high school at Lincoln High School. And so she said, you know what? We'll just call you Abe for now. And, you know, after campers are here, because of course I got to camp to start working the day campers were coming, like an hour before campers were coming. She said, you know what? Let's call you that for now. And then we'll figure out another name later and we'll just go from there. I said, okay. As a 15 year old, like, okay, cool. Like, that's fine. And here we are 18 years later and it's still my camp name. And I don't think I could embody another name. I had a running joke with another friend. There's an app called CoStar. And one of the little snippets that popped up one day was you're going to run off into the woods, change your name to Barrel, and you're going to live out in the woods. And I said, ha ha, wouldn't it be really funny if she goes, absolutely not. You are absolutely not going to change your name ever. You have too many items of camp clothing that say Abe on it. And you have too many people in your life that call you that. So no. Wow. Yes. That's awesome. Oh, <laughs> And it's like, you know, your name was bestowed upon you and everything. Well, my next question. So go back to when you were like, I think you said six or seven years old at your first ever experience at camp. What was it that drew you back to coming to camp and why? I think it was just how much fun I had. The counselors honestly made camp what it was. And so my mom connected really well with one of the lifeguards, her and one or two of the lifeguards would always try to sit together at a table and they'd always talk about a radio host called Man Cow. And honestly, it's probably my mom that made me go back to camp because she wanted to talk to those counselors about like the morning show and what happened on the show or whatever. And so I honestly probably have to thank my mom for my love for camp. Because if, you know, she didn't make those connections and she didn't see how wonderful the staff were and how welcoming to even adults, I probably would not have kept going. And I think, um, you know, seeing her connect with the camp counselors really made me want to connect with them. And so I honestly probably kept going back because she made such good connections. And I just remember them talking and having a great time. And of course, like they always made sure they included the kids as well. But, you know, when like adults are talking, they get super into something. And then like us kids would like talk and get super into something. And so making those connections with other campers, you know, kept going back with like troop camp. And my mom, of course, was there with me because she was one of my assistant troop leaders. So she came to camp with us all the time. And then um, definitely like growing and seeing the same counselors every summer that helped as well. That you kept seeing summer after summer. So when I started going to camp, I, the earliest camp director, I remember her name was Coaster. And my mom and another mom, her daughter and I went to camp together and there was like one end of session where they forgot who was picking us up. And so of course, you know, being the last kids at camp, like you get to hang out with all the cool counselors and everything, but Coaster was the camp director and she was great. She made sure that we were comfortable, that we had everything we needed. And actually I'm friends with her on Facebook. And so it's really fun to like see what she's up to in life now. And like, she still works for Girl Scouts, which is super cool. And then um, another counselor was like Bear, she was the lifeguard and she was just super cool. And I just really wanted to like get to know her, hang out, hang out with her. It had definitely helped that transition from going from like being a counselor, being a camper and like work, like seeing those people to then the next summer working with them and like really getting to know like what it was actually like to be a counselor. 
because going from like being a camper to kitchen staff was a pretty good transition. Um, we still had a little bit of free time, um, like sometimes during the day and definitely at night. And so getting to go and like hang out with everyone to really learn like what it's actually like to be in the units and what it's like to be a counselor. So like that was probably really cool. And, you know, that transition helped a lot too. Wow, that's incredible. <laughs> you you tell stories so well and, and the way that you're speaking right now, it's like, I'm there with you back in the past. It's it's just wonderful. Oh my gosh. Transitioning to a little bit about what you do in that, what I call kind of the real world, because mm-hmm. you, you still work at camp during the summers, but not during the rest of the year. So describe to us kind of what do you do most of the year? For what I call the off season, because you know, camp is the on season. Um, I am a pre-kindergarten slash transitional kindergarten teacher at a small private. I'm also the assistant director. And so as the teacher, I provide a fun and safe learning environment for them to develop their social skills, their emotional skills, barely one or two when COVID hit. And so they really didn't have a lot of exposure to, I need to share my toys with these other kids because a lot of their parents probably worked from home or stayed home with them a lot. And so it's really interesting to see how like this group of kids are compared to kids I've worked with in the past at a different daycare. And so we've definitely like brought it back down to, okay, you are not by yourself. You know, we have to take turns using this toy. We have to wait our turn at the sink to wash our hands. And so really helping them understand what it means to take turns, what it means to have big emotions, but also how can we express those emotions that aren't going to hurt us, aren't going to hurt our friends. What are some words we can use to express that? And so it's really been a lot of like, cool, you're having a giant outburst and I see you are upset. Let's go to the cozy corner, calm our body. And when we're calm, let's talk about it and see what we can do differently to maybe not be like as expressive. And I will say I have seen so much improvement with my kids with like controlling their emotions and then also seeing them like learning how to write their names and recognizing letters like those like little small things are fun but it's definitely like learning how to share playing with other people and those big emotions are definitely like what we've worked on the most and it's been so great seeing that the on season so during the summer I am the assistant camp director at making sure rosters are done and there's no discrepancies between like which campers are here, which campers aren't here, making those parent communication phone calls for the campers that aren't here and figuring out if they are coming to camp or if they're going to unfortunately stay home for the week. And then during the week, I also oversee all of our unit directors. And so our unit directors are six individuals on our leadership team, and they are essentially in charge of all of our unit staff. And so we have six units at our camp. And so we have six unit directors. Each unit then has two separate sessions in it. And so um, making sure all their schedules are done, their program objectives are being met, they're looking at their camper planning sheets and making sure they are able to um, put in camper planning if they can't require like they go to higher ups every day or they go to the barn or they're required to go to archery or arts and crafts every day. So making sure their schedules like work and they function really, really well. I also do a lot of check-ins with staff. Mental health is a big deal and making sure that they feel supported, that they are feel welcomed and included and that they are performing to the best of their abilities. And if not, what is something we can change or do differently to help them be successful at camp? I also lifeguard. (laughs) I forgot about that. I also lifeguard every once in a while when needed. I teach archery when needed. I go to the ropes course if 
that needs to be done. Go help out at the barn because the barn is like a little further away from base camp. And so it's kind of nice to just go down there and hang out with the horses and feed them and groom them if needed. And then on down day, which is uh, the day of the campers leave, make sure all of your luggage is tagged correctly. Uh, make sure rosters are completed and make sure that all of our campers get dismissed in an orderly fashion to either get picked up at the top of camp by parents or making sure that they like I said, go on the right bus, make sure buses leave. And then I get to take a deep breath and have a weekend off and then start all back over on a Monday. Oh my goodness. Wow. <laughs> so you have many, many, many different hats. And very interesting yeah. this bus system though. I've seen it in like the old um, fashion style <laughs> camp movies where they've got all the buses bringing them in. What does that look like? The whole bus system? On Mondays, there are two meeting locations in San Diego where campers can get dropped off. It's like Mission Valley and then Escondido. At those bus locations, we have those bus stops. So that way all of our staff can be like at camp and ready to accept and welcome all of our campers. And so we have what we call bus chaperones that live in the San Diego area. And they're like, you know what? I'm just going to take the bus up to camp. I don't have a car, so it doesn't make sense for me to like be up at camp first thing Monday morning. I'll just take the bus, be a bus chaperone, and be that like first while camper see um, before they get to camp. And so um, they head down. They either head down super early Monday morning to be at the bus stop or their parents will just drop them off at the bus stop. And then they get checked in, med checks, head checks, you know, all that fun stuff. And then they get on the bus, the bus drives them up to camp. And then we have what we call a luggage crew. And it's most of our program staff and some unit staff. They'll go out to where our buses drop off. Good to see all of our campers jumping up and down, waving, screaming, having a great time. And then um, one of our program directors will hop on the bus, give them a big spiel like, hey, welcome to camp. We're so glad to have you. Make sure you have all your belongings. From the bus, um, take them off, and then we'll walk you down to the dining hall. And then as they're walking down, there any mail that's brought to camp, any emergency meds or meds in general, and what's we call like release authorization forms. Those all get brought to the office, and then all of that just get any meds that are not emergency meds get sent back up to the healthcare center, so that way they can go through them and sort them out into units. And then the campers go on their merry way. I go through all of the release forms, make sure that the rosters match what the release forms say. And if there's any discrepancies, make those wonderful guardian phone calls just to make sure everything is sorted. And then those get filed away into like different sessions. And then on Thursday night, the real fun begins when I get to go through all the release forms and pull new rosters for all of our units to be like, okay, this camper is going to go on this bus. This camper is going to go on this bus. And then everyone gets highlighted in a certain color. All of their name tags are a certain color. And so I spend Thursday night making all of those name tags, making sure the unit directors have all of the correct luggage tags in their boxes to take back. So that way they can make sure like, okay, well, this camper's name is highlighted in green. So I need to make sure their luggage is tagged in green and that their name tag is green. So all those components need to all match up. And sometimes the camper's like, well, my mom told me I'm taking this bus. And then they'll, they'll like walking me like, hey, this camper's saying this. I keep record of everything like I absolutely should. And I'm like, well, actually I called their parent on this day and this is what their parents said. So you can let them know what color, whatever they have, that is what's happening. Um, what gets really fun is when we have two buses for our locations. Green is for our campers that are getting like what we call on-site pickup. So they're getting picked up from their parent or guardian at the top of camp. So they're not riding a bus. And then like Mission Valley will have two colors and then Escondido will have two colors. Everything else will be colored in either orange, blue, or green. But if they're riding 
the second bus, then it's going to be either purple or yellow. And that's when it gets really fun because then the staff are like, um, this camper's name is highlighted in this color, but their bus tag name tag is in this color. I'm like, it's fine. It's going to be okay. They're on the second bus. That's why there's a two next to their name on the roster. Thank you for asking. <laughs> it's going to be okay. I promise. <laughs> So that gets really fun. And then on Fridays, we do what we call the big bus divide. And so after we sing our like closing Camp Winaka song and all the campers are like crying, like, I'm going to miss you so much. Then it becomes like what we call the Abe show. And so I get to start sorting everybody. And so we let all of our on-site pickup campers head up to the hill first. That way they can like get out of the way of all the buses that are going to start um, coming in and loading. You know, we'll have like Mission Valley stay inside and we'll have Escondido go outside. That way we can make sure they stay separated. And then eventually all of our program staff and program directors, they'll head out to the luggage bins and start loading up all the buses. And then it's just kind of like a downtime and quiet time for like the staff and the campers that are still in the dining hall and out at singing tree to like other and hang out because um, in within their bus groups, they're like still within their like living units and camp sessions. So they're still with people that they know and like connected with at camp. So that's kind of nice that we're able to do it that way. And then once all the buses are loaded, I'll get a walkie call like, hey, can you send like Escondido out? Their buses are ready to go. So I'll grab all the Escondido people. I'm like, hey, your buses are here. You're good to go. And then let them all load. Of course, it's like, I'm going to miss you so much. I had such a great time. And I'm like, I love to hear that, but I need you to go on the bus, please. <laughs> and then once they're all loaded, then I'm like, oh, Mission Valley. I'm like, okay, great. Come on, Mission Valley. Let's go. And then once everybody's out of the dining hall, I get to run around with the trash bag and make sure like any lost like sleeping bags or pillows or shower towels or like swimsuits collect everything up and then basically carry that giant garbage bag to one of the buses so it can be loaded onto the bus and taken down to our council office just in case somebody calls during like hey my camper left this at camp did you happen to see it and then we get to like wave all the buses go and we just keep waving and waving and then once the buses are gone then we start cleaning units and start cleaning program areas so you get to provide a Magic Kingdom Disney experience for these kids. Basically. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I would think as a camper, that would be magical because, yeah. and that just adds even more to the lore and even more to the, to the whimsy of camp at that point, because you have to be bussed in. It sounds like even if the parents are dropping them off, as you mentioned, it's at the top of camp. So you don't even really see too much at that point. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And I think, I don't know, you've, I mean, you've worked at a lot of different camps. Do you, do you like that system a lot better? Does it help with the separation between camper and parent at that point? What well, I mean, it sounds like it's magical. I personally think it does. We don't have as many homesick campers like on the first day. Of course, you're going to have your occasional tears, but I mean, realistically speaking, it's mostly from our younger campers. And sometimes what we've done in the past is just done like a quick phone call home. Like, Hey, your camper is saying this, um, or do you have any words of advice we can give to them um, to help them get through the week? And then if the camper's persistent, we'll call parent back like, hey, they're actually asking to talk to you. Do you think that would help or hinder? Nine times out of 10, it actually helps just to get that like quick morale boost from your parent or guardian. And then they're like great to go for the week. But I like did both when I was a camper. I had my parents and even as a staff member, like at my home camp in Iowa, like there was another person I in 2000. I think it was 2009, we got to be the bus chaperones like for the buses and we woke up super early to be down at the bus depot to like load up and we went all, it felt like all over Iowa, like picking up campers and everything. And it was so much fun, like seeing them like make those connections on the bus and like helping them like, like be provide a welcoming face for them to see before they even got to camp and giving them somebody to be like, Hey, you helped me when I first left my parents, I'm going to like 
hold on to that and you're going to be like my person for the week or whatever. And so I know a lot of like our bus chaperones at the camp I work at now, they talk about those connections that they see the campers make on the bus too. And also how excited the campers get when they realize, oh, I get to ride the bus home with you. I didn't get to spend my week with you, but I saw you at meals and stuff. And now I get to ride the bus back down with you. That's really cool. And so seeing those connections is really, really fun. That just sounds magical. That's awesome (laughs) that you guys get to provide that to your campers. Now, I know you've had a lot of camp experience all over the place, but I am curious, what keeps you going back to your camp in San Diego? My friend that I worked at camp with from basically 2006 until 2014 and then 2015, her and I stopped working at camp together for two summers. And a lot of people are like, you two cannot be separated. Like camp is just not the same without the two of you. So either the two of you stay together or you both come back to camp. You two just need to be together. So her and I were talking, we're like, okay, well maybe like we'll try to find somewhere new. And so um, we both wanted to stay to Girl Scout camps. So like, okay, let's start looking at like other Girl Scout camps. And so her and I are big travel buffs. So we're like, okay, we're not going to stay in Iowa. We're not going to stay in the Midwest. Let's see what else is out there. We literally just did a Google search of like Girl Scouts in like this state. And so we landed on Montana, Wyoming and we're like, let's go check them out and see what they're like. Went out there, like we had a great time and everything, but it just didn't feel like home. And so like, okay, let's try to go out West even more. Like she's ever been to California. So like, well, let's go to California, see what we can find. And so we found like three or four Girl Scout councils out there. We are so professional that we have a pre-typed out email with like questions and all of our information. And we have what we call like our camp resumes um, attached to this email already. And so we sent this email to like two or three different councils. Um, we got a few responses back. Now we interviewed with um, San Diego and we interviewed with LA and a Northern California one. San Diego had two admin positions open. They had an assistant camp director position and they had a program director of specialty programming, which was all of their high adventure stuff. So, you know, like canoeing, archery, horses, ropes, all of that fun stuff. And that is right up my friend's alley. So like, this sounds pretty good. Like we should go there. So we went and the camp is absolutely beautiful. It's in the mountains. We're only an hour and a half drive away from the ocean. The staff there were so welcoming to two completely new people being on their admin team. When a lot of them grew up as campers there, they went through their CIT program. They were on their first or second year of being on staff. And so really how welcoming they were, how well organized the camp was, how well organized the office and council support was. We fell in love with absolutely hiring. Perfect. Perfect. That's awesome then put in the show notes then um, a link to you guys in case anybody is curious and would like to go online and see what some of those positions are available. Oh, my friend and I, of course, are from Iowa. We had somebody from Michigan come and work. We had somebody in 2019 drive all the way from Boston to come out and work. Uh, where else do we have people from? Um, like we definitely have people from Arizona, from like Nevada, so like closer states. But I think Michigan and us were probably a little bit of a stretch and like those of us that were in like Michigan and Iowa, we have been the ones that have come back the most. And it's kind of funny to think about. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Well, my next question is if you could bring anything from camp into your off season life, what would it be? Like a wonderful, loving, warm environment that hopefully you get from working at camp. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. I know I've mentioned, um, I teach music and so I absolutely do camp songs all the time in my classroom. (laughs) It's 
have the fun of being a music teacher. And then the last kind of heavy hitting question here, if there's anything that you could change about your camp experience, what would it be? My one day goal is to find a camp to call home year round on season and during the summer has been such a blessing to be able to do both of those. I think that's one of my big goals is like one day I would really like to be a camp director, but I just don't think it's quite my time yet. In case anybody's listening and you know, in case, you know, things open up and everything. That's awesome. They're kind of like a quick fire round. And of course I say that, and then you'll be like, oh my gosh, I don't even have an answer for that question. But the first one is what is your favorite camp song? The first one that came to mind was Princess Pat. Oh my goodness. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Would you be willing to sing a verse of the Princess Pat song? I know it's a repeat after me song, so I don't mind being your echo, but I know that there's a lot of different versions, so I would love to hear what your version is. Um, we can. Yay! Awesome. All right. You pick the verse or, I guess, chorus, and I'll just repeat after you until you're ready to stop. <laughs> we'll do the first verse through the chorus, and then we'll stop. Okay, sounds good. I'm probably going to be doing the hand motions as I sing it, just because that's who I am. I'm ready. <laughs> the Princess Pat. The Princess Pat. Lived in a tree. Lived in a tree. She sailed across. She sailed across. The seven seas. The seven seas. She sailed across. She sailed across. The channel two. The channel two. And she brought back. And she brought back. A rigabamboo. A rigabamboo. A rigabamboo. A rigabamboo. Now what is that? Now what is that? It's something made. It's something made. By the princess Pat. By the princess Pat. It's red and gold. It's red and gold. And purple too. And purple too. That's why it's called. That's why it's called. A rigabamboo. A rigabamboo. At my home camp, we had always had like chicken patty sandwiches. They were absolutely terrible, but they were also really good at the same time. I know exactly what you're talking about. Either that or Crispitos. Yes. Both of those sound very good. Yes. Yes. All right. What is your favorite camp tradition? At my camp now, we do something called Wanaka Magic. And so every closing campfire, our camp director has a jug that has magic in it. Um, I'm not going to disclose what that is because it's really cool. But they have the campers pluck a memory out of their mind, roll it up into a little ball, and then throw it into the bucket. And then the camp director like pretends like to catch like, oh, that's really heavy. Oh, you guys are doing great. Okay, does anybody have any more they want to throw in? And you can throw in like another one if you want. And then they like have a little talk about like, all of this is wonderful magic. And then watch what happens when I dump them into the fire and they'll pour the bucket into the fire and like sparks and just a giant like flame goes up and it's absolutely beautiful. Like watching all of the campers eyes, like it's so big as like, they see like the flames and the sparks and all of the beautiful things. Like I, that, oh, I love it every single time. Wow. Yeah. That sounds magical. And I guess people, they'll have to come to Camp Wanaka to find out what that Wanaka magic is all about. So it's a secret because um the ad staff are the ones that put it together and so nobody else knows the secret of it. Ooh. Oh, so even the other camp staff are like waiting to like find out what's in Wanaka magic. Oh, I love that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, I'm hoping to keep this podcast going for a a really long time and to meet a lot of people from the camp community just to kind of bring them together. So I'm asking every single one of my guests, who should I interview next? I think you should interview Taffy next or Sam. Okay. Yes, absolutely. I love Or Taffy. Marvel. 
either one. They both have really oh good my experiences. Gosh. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they absolutely do. My goodness. Oh, another question here. I guess this is maybe a little bit more heavy hitting, but I believe you said when you're in the off season, what do you miss the most about camp? I miss the community and I miss being with quote unquote like-minded people. Luckily, I have a really good like friend group here like in Iowa that I've worked at camp with, I've gone to camp with and all of that fun stuff. Having everyone together that just wants like camp to be great for the campers and who believe in like the camp magic and everything. I think that's what I miss the most is just being close to like that close knit community, because realistically you're with that same group of people for anywhere from eight to 10 weeks. And you really do grow a really great bond with all of those people. And so leaving that and just going back out into the quote unquote real world, it can be a really hard transition. So I think that's what I miss the most is that feeling of community. I can most definitely attest to that. (laughs) And that is why I've created this platform is for people who are like you or like me, like people who only get this um, a few months out of the year or people that are like me who have a year round position and can't have that experience all the time like they used to. So I'm hoping that kind of a platform like this kind of helps people with that transition and helps people know that they're not alone either. Camp, you know, can be a state of mind. It it is a place, but it also is a state of mind and you don't Mm -hmm. only have to tap into it, you know, eight weeks out of the year. So definitely, I love that. Where can people find you and contact you if they want to follow you or if they have questions for you, if you'd be willing to share that information, I would love to add that to the show notes as well. Definitely. So I do have a Facebook. My name is Megan Lane. Easiest, simplest way to spell both of those M-E-G-A-N-L-A-N-E. I have an Instagram, but it is on private. My handle's at M-E-L-A-N-E-9-0. I think those are probably the best two ways to get a hold of me. I have TikTok, but I do not post anything on there. I really just like go and scroll on that but definitely either Facebook or Instagram. Well, Abe, thank you so, so, so much. That is all the questions that I have for you. (laughs) If you don't have anything else in addition to add, I just want to thank you so much for your time. I'm so thankful that I got this opportunity to just sit and talk with you. You are incredible. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) You really are. Oh man. The great thing about Wanaka is that we hire staff called sessionals. And so if you are only able to come out for like a week or two, We are more than happy to have anybody come out for a week or two to like help out at camp. I know another friend of mine, she came out and she worked at Wanaka for a week. My sister has been trying to come out and work for a week, but it just hasn't worked out for the last two summers. So even if you are only able to come out for a week, apply, come on out. I would love to be a reference for for you to come out and whoever else is listening and they want to come out do it. We love having sessionals. They bring such a different vibe and energy to camp. Even if it's like week six or week seven, and we're just like done. There are these like new fresh faces, like we're so excited to be here. And we're like, okay, we can't do this. Great. I'm glad you have this energy. So no, we 100% love having sessionals come out. Oh my gosh. Yes. And I have been on that side of it. For, for the last two summers, being able to come in at the end of camp and being like, this is the only time I get to do camp all year. So I'm putting it all into one week. Like <laughs> it's a great experience for the other side of it too. So definitely come on out. We'd love to have you. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Well, I, I want to be cognizant of your time, but thank you so, so much, Abe, for this. Good. Thank you so much. It was absolutely wonderful talking to you. 
All right, camp kids. I hope that you enjoyed that interview with Abe just as much as I have. Make sure that you go and follow her on social media. And if you are interested in working with her this summer, that you check out the link in the show notes about all of the camp employment opportunities with her. Please don't forget to share and subscribe to the podcast. We are rapidly growing and I can't wait to bring together as many people as possible that belong in this Camp Kids community. All right, friends, that is all that I have for you tonight, but do please remember that this is good night and not goodbye.